Hoover. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. I am your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Uh, Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Matt McNeil. Hey. And Shane Kronikin. How's it going? We have an excellent episode for you guys. We're going to get into movies coming out to... DVDs this week, uh, I believe we're going to hold off for theaters until Thursday's episode. Trying something new on the show. Uh, we're going to get into box office results from this past weekend. And we are going to do a top five of the best movies, uh, or I'm sorry, best musicians to cross over into acting. Followed yeah, by. Well, it's, not, it's not really a best. No, it is a best because it's a top five. <sighs> and not I don't have any on my list because I didn't dig deep enough, but. They don't necessarily have to be actors, right? They could be just behind the yeah, camera yeah, yeah, yeah. in some uh, capacity. Right, in, f- in filmmaking or yeah, television. Yeah, like I already said, if we wanted to make the mistake of putting Robert Zombie yeah. on our list. Robert Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> or Maestro Robert Zombie. Yeah, yes. or Maestro. Maestro, exactly. Uh, and we also have a review of The Green Room on this episode. Uh, so let's kick things off, actually, with movies It's just out called too. Green Room. Just... There, there's no there. the. <laughs> that might be. I don't. That might be a different movie. I'm gonna take clarifying. a poll. I'm gonna take a poll on the Facebook, <laughs> and see oh, okay. if you're right. I uh, don't. You don't need a poll. I'm right. Uh, I'm gonna see if you are right. Yeah. Let's check the polls of the people. Yeah, the people. Dumb. Uh, what are the movies coming out to? Sorry, mate. The DVD and the Blu-ray. All right. So this week we got. Um, the Adam Sandler movie Hotel Transylvania Three. Ooh! Said no one. Actually, I think a couple of people did say that they were excited for that. Really? Yeah, Aaron did. Holy no. cow! Box office. You, you want to guess how much money that made? A zillion. Two zillion. Take a real guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. Uh, Two hundred million. Three. Cl- close. One hundred sixty-four million. Wow. That's. I mean, it's wow. a kids' movie, but. I mean that's that's still a lot regardless. And then um what's uh, Matt say hotly awaited? Hot, yeah, that's yeah. Skyscraper that's, yeah. from with that's, that's, oh. that's been on the show before Hot, though. Hotly awaited they Skyscraper wanna... with uh Dwayne the Pebble Johnson. Yeah. I've seen it. It's disappointing. Oh really? Right. I know you who would have guessed. Not me. <laughs> I know. Everybody's all pumped. Uh, it's going to be so great cuz he's so good and then it was disappointing. Duh. Okay, so whatever. That's coming out to DVD. Yes. Uh, also, uh, a movie d- written and directed by Bo Burnham. Oh, hey, eighth here's grade. Matt's movie. Uh, I didn't see it, so I don't know. I've heard good oh. things about it, though. I literally thought you said you were going to see it. I said I wanted to. I didn't get around to it. There's a lot of movies that I've wanted to see that I never got around to it. I don't no, like you. Another movie I thought looked uh, pretty decent for an action movie. Uh, Hotel Artemis. Shane, you seen that yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, no, that was. Uh, like Matt, I just didn't get a chance to. I wanted to. I and, thought it looked pretty good. Didn't happen. It did look very good. I, I will see it when it comes out on DVD. I'll let you know next week. And then we have the uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. 
That's have, a long title. Yeah, I haven't seen previews. Um, That's apparently about a paraplegic that is a writer or a comic strip drawer or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. And that looks like it's it. Okay. Hurrah. Any, oh, we, oh, sorry. Stars of Space Jam, Bugs Bunny. If anybody wants to see that. What? Yep, that's what it is right there. It's a DVD. Straight to DVD. Any oh, of these then movies, all of them. Any of these movies you guys are excited for? No. Yeah, oh, well, Hotel I'll, Artemis. I'll probably pick up Hotel Artemis. I don't know that. I'll get around to seeing 8th grade eventually. <laughs> Matt hasn't got to 8th grade yet, idiot. Loser. I'm really self-conscious about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what's next on the list? Box office. Yeah, you box want to talk office. about box yeah. office. The box office. Yeah, so box office results from the past weekend. Uh, night school, actually. A uh, guy at work told me he saw it and said it was not good. Can we just, can Kevin Hart just stop making, he's not funny. No, he's not. He's decent. But. And Haddish again, is not funny. Once again. Wow, sexy. It's like the Medea. We no. don't find him funny, but 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 I can see the at least I can kind of see the appeal to Tyler Perry. Kevin Hart is just a, he's a less funny Chris Tucker. That's all he is. Yeah, I'll, but Chris, I'll agree with that. Chris Tucker had a run of how many years? Lots. Okay. Not no. I won't even give. I you mean, he lots. had all the. He had what Friday. Rush, Rush hour, hours, Rush Hour Two, Rush Hour Three, Ruby Rock. Yeah, the Fifth Element. I'm saying, okay, he so a, he's had a good career. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, this Kevin Hart got stale after his second movie. Kevin Hart got stale while he was still doing stand up. True. Let's be real. No. He's just an annoying, loud little guy. Just shut up, Kevin Hart. Go home. I think he is like the <laughs> shortest man in America. He's so small. Is he? Ha- I'm gonna Google. He's not right literally now. because you know people with dwarfism are shorter oh than my he is, God. but he's very short. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's only five four. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, Tom Cruise is only two inches taller, but he's taller. I don't and better he's at acting. Not that bad. <laughs> Kevin Hart's terrible. He's not he's that not bad. That bad. I just don't think he's funny. Name one good movie he's in. Jumanji. That's not a good movie. I haven't seen Jumanji. Jumanji's good. No, it's Um, not. Yes, it is. Jack Black is good in it. It's a really dumb movie. 40-Year-Old Virgin's good. 40-Year-Old Virgin is good. Yeah. Yes, he is. I'm going to go to Kevin Hart's IMDb page. Let me me rephrase that then. Name one good movie that he's in that he is the star in. Right along. Right along. Yep. The Black Hammer. You've seen Ride Along. I ended up Ride Along too. Oh God. Yeah. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, like, I think yes, he has flooded the market. I think between twenty ten and twenty nineteen he has about fifty movies to his credit. Yeah. It is a lot. That's a lot. But you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on it. He's like the Bruce Willis of comedy, but his movies are still going to theaters. Yeah, because movies. <laughs> Shane, how does that make you feel? Movies like Night School make thirty-five million dollars in an opening weekend. That's why people yeah, like people, Kevin Hart. People love him. You guys are wrong. I'm. I'm like yeah. I'm not okay. a huge. Just fan because of his, people love I, him, like, I, I don't doesn't find mean him he's funny. Good. And the guy at work that does said that movie wasn't funny. Okay, so Fair. there you go. Uh, second up this week is uh, Smallfoot. Mm, I might see. I won't see that in theaters, but I'll eventually try to yeah. see it. Children's movies, Aaron. Really? Uh, that's got our guy. Well, yeah, that's got our guy, 
Chan Chan Chanum Tating. Is that what Brent calls Chanum him? Chanum Tating. Okay. Yes, but I was gonna say the dude from uh, American Vandal. The main oh, the main character is the voice in that. Uh, also coming in third, the house with a clock in its walls. I will see that one. That's a Jack Black movie. Oh, I like Jack, Jack Black. Black's another so another children's movie. Oh, actually, okay. I like Jack Black, and they said that this one actually is a pretty good movie from um, what I've heard. I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, I saw a Jimmy Fallon clip of Jack Black playing the saxaboom. That was pretty hilarious. Has anyone seen this? Oh, yeah. Did you see, watch that video that Matt sent us? No. Where, like the Bob Ross video when he's drawing. <laughs> it was great. No. You I, didn't watch that? No. Dude. It was him and people uh, Cade send from in Tenacious all the time. D. People send in links all the time, and I assume that it's either A, a crappy horror trailer. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or B, a, half, or a, a crappy uh, action trailer. Speaking of, I was uh, <laughs> a little disappointed this isn't a crappy action movie, but it just has to do with you ignoring me. I was a little disappointed in the reception oh, I got from Oh, get out of here, Clint Eastwood. He's like 150, and wow. nobody cares about him now being a movie. I didn't even watch, didn't even watch that trailer. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm to start my own. I'm, you know what? I'm out of here. Starting, I'm going solo. I'm like Justin Timberlake. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, I am. I like that sound. I am. That's a good one. That's a good sounder. You're all... Uh, real so quick, four and five on the list is A Simple Favor and The Nun, followed by Hellfest. Crazy Rich Asians is still on the box office best. You know, it's Wait. funny. I haven't heard a movie. Yeah, where's Venom? Are you on the right week? Uh, it might not be updated from this past week. It's from the October 4th. Uh, it's still Sunday when we record, so they haven't released the entire list. Ah, so it hasn't been updated through And unless you want to Friday, come Saturday, back and Sunday. record on Wednesday... No, there's some weekends where it's updated when we do it. Yeah. So uh, that's why I was asking why. Speaking of Venom. Don't. I did see it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, as bad hey, as the critics go. say it is. Uh, it says Venom actually grossed $80 million this past weekend. Ooh, and A Star is Born was at $40 million. Yeah. 41. Smallfoot Night School. So it's not that far off. Just Venom's at the top of the list with 80 millies. Mm-hmm. That would be number one? Yeah. It's yeah. not as bad as the critics say it is. Uh, it's it's not the thing about Venom. The thing about Venom is that if you go into it with the expectation that it's going to be like a a Venom movie, a horror movie, like a rated R Venom movie, it's not that. I don't <laughs> believe you. It's not that. What it is is it's a it's a buddy comedy, and as a Venom movie, yes, mm. mm-hmm. sounds great. It is it is schlock, mm-hmm. but it embraces the fact that it's schlock in like a Sam Raimi kind of way and I really enjoyed it. It's it's definitely got issues. The first half hour is kind of boring. It takes a minute to actually get like hit its stride, but once it hit once it hits its stride, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to be so skeptical until I see it myself. It, and you absolutely should. But that 20 whatever percent from critics don't that's never a good thing. Don't right. trust that because I mean, the, trust the movie it because it they're may right be most of the time overblown, but I'm gonna still guess that it's not good. It's, I mean, if you go into it with the expectations that we all had when the first trailer dropped, well, yeah, movie. you're gonna be you're gonna be disappointed. It if you go into it just expecting like a goofy fun movie, See, all right, but it is a goofy fun that movie. That logic doesn't work. Like if you expect it to be good, right. you're gonna be wrong. So you're saying is. <laughs> It's not faithful to the character. It's not faithful to the comics. It's not faithful to the tone. It's just its own kind of stupid ass thing. But it does that yep. okay. Got to sell your, kids and got to link it to Spider Man. Yeah, that sounds awful. 
Um, it's not like a kid movie. Like there, there are multiple scenes where he does bite people's heads off. There's just not. There's no blood because it's a PG thirteen movie. And I, I honestly but, don't have a problem with that a whole lot because you can show a lot in a PG thirteen film. Yeah, there's I, also a lot that you cannot do. We've talked about this before. No, PG thirteen. Like right but, but here's here's you. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tom Hardy has the luxury of choice. He would not have taken this movie if it was going to be a complete dumpster fire. No. That's no, not true. No. He, he knows what the finished product's going to be before he signs on? He no. knows what the script is? Dude. Yeah. It's, you are a professional actor, and someone says you are going to be one of the coolest yeah. villains of, of our And I'm time. fairly certain, based on the interviews, that he was convinced it would get a rated R push through. And plus, like, you... you Every single, like, even the the crappy uh, superhero movies, they they make a lot of money. That's and why to have, he signed on the dotted right. line. Hey, you want to be in a have your name movie? attached to that? Yes. <laughs> like, I get it. I don't know, but because I've I've never I've never said this about a movie before. I loved Tom Hardy in this movie. He's great, and admittedly. If he weren't in this movie, it would probably be terrible. He he like the the relationship between Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy is the best thing about this movie. And if you go into it to watch that, you're gonna have fun. It's a fun movie. Uh, and they're setting up Carnage for the next one. Spoiler alert! And Woody Harrelson's gonna be Carnage, which is gonna be sweet. So oh. I'm I'm already on board with that. Well, here's the problem is. It's yet another superhero movie intended only to set up multiple sequels to sell. It's not a superhero movie, though. It's not like there's no mention of Spider-Man. They're not kind of they're not trying to link it to Marvel at all. It's just, I mean, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, is Fox the uh, yeah Sony Sony, and that's not Marvel Studios, correct? Well, correct. Currently being bought to yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they bought it already. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's gone through. I think like they have like sign here. Still, but... it's once again right. making movies to make money. Yeah, it seems like it. Either way, is it a, is it a great movie? No. Is it a ton of fun? Yes. All right. What, what would your score be then? I... Don't give it a nine point five. You know no. how that went. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd probably give it a six. Like it's. It, I thought it was definitely above average. I'd watch it again. It's a super fun movie. All right. That's fair. A six, which would be rotten, right? Isn't no, six point no. five? Six is exactly. Uh, isn't it six, six out of ten or higher? Is uh, a, yeah, as, six is, is the cutoff. Five point five is still rotten. Gotcha. At least from what I understand. So, so for Venom, before we move on, I know that the critics hated it overall. Their overall percentage was terrible, but what was their rating that they gave it? Uh, out of probably 10? like a nine. <laughs> oh, like, that makes sense. Those it has that climbed up because it's at thirty-two percent. Four and a half. So four and a half out of ten, yeah. But it has double the bad reviews that it does the positive. Because yeah. you know, because when the when those first initial reviews came out and people were comparing it to Catwoman and other, it's not that it's not that bad. I like Batwoman's. It's mostly bad, bad, with a but, slapdash of fun. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Can there, you read the the movie? It says splash and dash. Of oh. Like 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 I said. For the first half hour, the movie doesn't quite know what it is yet because, like, it it starts off with like a kind of a horror tone, but then after that first half hour, it switches to and it's very jarring that that tone shift. But it switches and it becomes a comedy from then on. So, like, yeah, that was another thing that I read. Is it a comedy? So, is it how an action the film? heck does that work? It doesn't work well. <laughs> okay, but 
once once Tom Hardy gets the Venom symbiote, from there on out, it's a blast. But up until that point, it's a little like he, Tom Hardy knows what movie he's in, and he hams it up, and it's great. And unfortunately, Riz Ahmed does not know what movie he's in, okay, and he plays it way too seriously. We're is, spending awful, like, yeah. way too much is time. Is hamming on this. it up appropriate for it, the Venom it, character? It sounds like they, it, it's the Predator. Hey, take this really scary, cool, badass character, put him in a comic book type of movie with uh, corny ass comedy and action, and make it PG 13 and horrible. No, because like the, the actual Venom character is fine, and he's a badass, and it's awesome. But the Eddie Brock character is, is where Tom Hardy hams it up. And and that that relationship, like Venom is the straight okay. man, and Tom Hardy's the goofball, and it's it's a great relationship. Moral of the story: Do I see it in theaters? Eh, I mean, oh, if oh you're my God. well, here's the yes thing. or no, yes or no. I yeah. would say we have to move on. I would say yes, but again, if you if you go into it with the wrong ex- with the wrong expectations, you're going to be disappointed. Okay, good so to expect know. crap. You might like it. Good to know. Uh... Moving on, top five this week, uh, and this was my idea, um, and I, and I did it <laughs> for once. Uh, I hope the, so. But something that is super terrifying in movies, we wanted to see the best crossovers of musicians to make it into film. Something super terrifying to everyone. Mm-hmm. Something uh, a little different. Yeah. So who who's not going to be on this next episode? Me. All right, you're going on this episode. Uh, who else? Who else would like to go on this episode? You. I would love to go. Let's. And we can do Brent. Yeah, we got Brent's too. Uh, the, the, do you want me to go Brent first? Yeah, give me yeah, one second. Brent's though. not going to be here for either. We have a specific sounder for our top fives. Jeez. Oh, I got a list. Here's the order on my list that it's in. <laughs> yeah. So that's so. <laughs> even though we had rules for this list that Will Smith was supposed to be number one on I, everybody's I, list, I put him on mine as well. Brent still had him as number one. Yeah. So Brent's actual number one is Most Def. I like that. Um, what's the movie? Sixteen Blocks. Sixteen Blocks. The he's, Italian job. Uh, he's really good in those two. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, LL Cool J. Oh my God, why? Bullets. I mean, if you, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a very great good actor. No, but he's like successful in a lot of things in, he's done. And then when remember in uh, in Deep Blue Sea yep. when he kills the shark, he's like, "You wait, my bird," and then he kills him. Yeah, great shark. acting. Yep. Number four. Justin Timberlake. Oh, I forgot about JT. I don't think he would have made the list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's good. Okay, I'll give it to him. He's he's about the best thing in SNL in the past 15 years. Yeah. Him and Peyton Manning are about the only funny. He, yep. he is very good for SNL. He's yeah, I'd, not I'd a good Andy actor. Sandberg. I don't even know if it's Sandberg. Sam? Sam? Sandberg. S-A-M-B-E-R-G. I think he started in SNL before he made his No, 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 for sure. I'm not, yeah. I was saying like on the SNL on the SNL side of things. Oh, he's sure. he's one of the best parts of that show. Anyway. All right. So number four, mm-hmm. he's got Harry Connick Jr. and he says mostly because of Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Or Only? Hope Floats. Okay. He's pretty good in Hope Floats. I don't even know who Harry Connick Jr. is. He's Moving that guy on. who has that show, the Harry Connick Jr. show. Oh, that's him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was based off of uh, a fictional story. Yeah. Um, and then his number five, he has Alicia Keys. Name one movie, Alicia Smoking Keys. Smoking Aces. Yeah. Name two movies, Alicia Keys has I been can't. in. I can't. No, I nope. That's my point. That's fine. She, she looked good in Smoking Aces. I, really. I I wanted to put Eminem on my list. I might have. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I wrote this a few days ago. 
Uh, and like I, I wanted to put him in, but I was like, he's only been in one movie. Yep. I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't nope. have the good faith. Of Supposedly him. two. Right. And I haven't even seen the one movie he's been in, so he's not on my oh list. My I haven't God. seen it. It's all about like he gets mom's spaghetti on his sweater or something. I mean, it is on our listener request list. So I you know. hate you so <laughs> much. All right, let's. Uh, I'll do my top five real quick. I got a list. He's the one on my list. Did it sing? Should Should we hit it every single time we do a top five? No. Okay. Well, we will anyway. Uh, number five, Luna. What? For the hell Fast yes. series? Hell yes. The Fast and Furious? Yes, hell yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Luna! Why not? Spoiler Luna. alert. Might have been higher on my list. Oh, I'm... I do love Luda. Luda's great. Except He's... when you say it, you have to say, Luda! Yeah, Luda! <laughs> Luda! Oh, Jeez, God. Yeah, except, you know. Uh, yeah, number four... I, I, I don't know if he was an actor first or if he was a musician first, but he's on my list anyway. We'll accept it. Donald You've completed Glo- a list. Donald Glover. What? Uh, I he, think, his music is amazing. He's literally at, one of my favorite I artists. I think it was at the same time. Yeah. I think he was. He, I think he's actually. I didn't came, even know he did music. Or he was yeah. on. What? Well, his name's Childish Gambino. Uh huh. Anyway. I don't know what that is. Uh, I, know, I know he did that video that everyone was all up in arms This about. is America. Yes. Hurrah. That is a Childish Gambino video, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Number three. Number three, most deaf. Uh, just because he's a very underrated actor. Yes. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I think he's appropriately rated. No, he's great. That's dude. bad. No, you're dumb. Woof. Uh, also, number two, the Wahlbergs. <laughs> True story. <laughs> you just gonna lump them in as just, one. The yes, Wahlbergs. The number. Yes. <laughs> I think Mark brings that down quite a you're bit. You're dumb. Shane, back me up. Uh, Donnie's better. Okay, that's fine. But what about Mark? He's on my list. Wait, he is? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to trash him, because I had a sounder, actually. Oh. What? No! Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he is on my list, because uh, he's... I, I, I like him. I will see a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it, just for the heck of it. Oh, God. And number one, William Smith, uh, just because, obviously, yep. he's good, the Fresh Prince. Uh, he's not on thing. my list, because I thought that was the rule. It was the it rule. Okay, fine. Number five, was. Eminem. The candy, not the rapper. Steve, what's your list? We got a sounder. Or do you just want me to go? Oh no! I, here, I'll do the long version. Oh, oh. I got a list. Here's the order of my list that it's in. It goes Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, <laughs> and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, Jada, Corrupt, Nas, and then me. I, I think if you let it go too long, then we have copyright issues. No, it's less than 15 seconds. We're oh, good. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so number five, um, I'll say this. Number one, obviously, Will Smith. Number five, Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Got to put him on there. Thank you. Yeah, except Donnie's better. No. Donnie is better. Name one movie Donnie's in. Can't do it. Sixth Sense. Can't yeah. do it. The Dream. Can't Baker. do it. Saw two. Can't do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Three. The number Band f- of Brothers. Number Can't TV do series. <laughs> number four. I have Most Deaf. That was a quick change up. He's um, good. Wasn't on my list. Totally forgot about him, but he's on my list. Most Deaf? Yep. You what guys, is. have you ever seen Be Kind Rewind? No, I haven't. Mm. I have. I and do not like for that some movie. reason. Duh. <laughs> it's a bad movie, <laughs> but it's fun. Number three, yeah. Chris Christopherson. He's pretty good in uh, the Blade Trinity. Blade. That's about it. Chris Christopherson. I got yeah, I got cra- I got crap for putting Luda on my list. Well, we got Blade actor. Ain't nobody put the King on their list. He's not on mine either. Michael Jackson. What? No. <laughs> Number two, what? I have King of Bob. Ice Cube. Thank you. <laughs> 
Wait, what? Ice Cube. Yeah. He was... If I didn't have Will Smith, he would have been on the list. Not saying, like, these act... This list is kind of like... It's not Dude. best actors for me. It's more of, like, more successful right. yeah. in what they've done. Right. And, like... I, None of them are good. Because Ice Cube... I was going to say, yeah, like, that's why he did this. He's not very good, but he's, he's very successful. Terrifying. Yeah. That's scary to think that these people keep getting acting jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and number one is LL Cool J. Why? Because ladies love bullets. Cool Julius. Oh I don't know what the J stands for. James. Does anyone? James, because his real name's James. I'm looking it well, up. Then ladies love cool James. Yes, they do. All right. Are we? D- ladies I love think that's cool it James. For this this yeah. episode. Uh, let's get into a review of The Green Room. <laughs> Does that sound good, guys? Is that a different... Yeah, I watched The Green Room. Is there a movie called The Green Room? <laughs> because know. I don't want to be... <laughs> sure. There's, there's The Green Mile. There's and The actually... Green Room from 19... Oh, there's plenty. There's like five different movies oh, called Jesus. The Green Room. None of those are what we watched. Yeah, we watched the rated R film from 2015. Just which Green Room. is also an hour and a half long. It's a horror thriller that was released on the 13th of May in 2016. In the United States of America, <gasps> a punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Written and directed by Jeremy Solni- Solnier. Uh, Sonye. So- oh, good call. Nailed it. Sonye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starring Anton Yelkin, uh, Patrick Stewart, some Macon Blair, woman named Imogen Poots. It's emojis. It's emojin. I I thought it was emogen. Emoji poots. Imogene poots. Did you say uh, Aaliyah Shawcat? She's in um, Arrested Development. There you go. Which one is she? The the cousin. God, it's been forever since the one that plays Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, she's in this. You watched this? No, I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Hey, man, what's up? (laughs) I Uh, thought you watched it. The movie gets ninety percent certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, giving it a seven point seven out of ten. Uh, and the audience score of 7.4. The critics' consensus, Green Room delivers unapologetic genre thrills with uncommon intelligence and powerfully acted Elan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a dumb word. I don't know if powerfully acted anything is what I would use to describe this movie, though. I would say well acted, and I think... Captain Picard's performance could be considered powerfully acted. Word. I don't know if I would even say well acted. It was passable. I don't know if I would say it was well acted. I think the three people that it hinged on, uh, Anton Yelkin, Captain Picard, and Why the do other... You... Because that's just who he is. It's his just name. deal with it. He's Professor X. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> For real. Okay, so Anton yeah, Yelkin, Dr. Professor Picard, <laughs> and uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, but he's he's kind of the uh, uh, guy that's trying to keep it under control. Joe Cool. No. I'm sorry, Joe Cool. Nope. Uh, Blair. Something, Ma- something Macon, Blair. Making Blair? Yeah. He, I like, said that, actually. Yeah, so he was, he was good in it. So I think those three people that the movie kind of hinged on acted well. So that's why I say well acted. The rest of them, there's so many characters involved that, yeah, they're passable. At least they didn't make it suck. For the most part. I don't, I'd, I'd agree with Aaron. The three characters that it kind of hinged 
are well acted, but after that, it's pretty bad. Aaliyah Shawkat, some of the her lines are very terrible. Um, was it Emogen Pete's Poots? Poots. I, I don't know if it's Imogen or Emogen. She's Emoticon. Emoji movie. I just I've sure seen her in a couple other movies, and she's just not a very good actor at all. You guys ever seen the movie Murder Party? Matt did. Matt oh my god. Dear God, it's like you don't know yeah. anything. He wrote an article about for it. For our website, Mike. We talked about it. We yep. we, we we pushed it for yep, people we to did. go there. Why are you Mike, I'm way? I'm starting to think <laughs> that you don't go to our website at all. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. I get it. <laughs> yep. I get it. I don't. I'll be honest. Our website is nothingbutreviews.com. I'm going to head there now. Request a movie right on our homepage. Is it going to be Murder Party? It might be. It, and read the reviews that were written by both Shane and Matt. Oh, is that what we did recently? Not for Murder Party. Oh, my God. We did Doom. <laughs> we that's did right. We did Doom most recently. And even more recently, he did uh, Hellraiser 2. But before both of those, he did Murder Party. Wow. Was it good? I'm glad you pay attention, Shane. Okay, so I here's your stuff. Here's what you're forgetting. I don't like movies where I have to read. What makes you think... <laughs> right, he's going to actually just read a review. <laughs> Thank you! I guess... All right. <laughs> <laughs> you expect him to read 15 lines of dialogue. He... Well, I mean, in fairness, though, Matt's reviews are like three... <laughs> Lines only when they're doom. <laughs> okay. What's he putting in? Uh, he's <laughs> requesting murder party. Yeah, but what's what's website. the name? What's the name? <laughs> Go F first name <laughs> yourselves last name. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, anyway, so green room. My first impression. Also, time out real quick. Oh. Our website says request a movie for August. So I guess we can't get back to it. <laughs> forgot to update that one. Yeah, for a few months now. Yeah. Whoopsies. So anyway, what were you saying? Uh, let's get back to yeah, the green room. The green room. Um, my first impression. I saw this the year it came out. I actually, Mike probably doesn't remember. You guys might. I suggested it as a gem of the week a while back. I don't listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I believe put it in your top five of that yeah, year. Yeah, I put it in my top five of the year it did come out. So I really like this movie. I've been meaning to pick it, and, and October Horror Month gave me an excuse to watch it again. Awesome. Uh, so what do you think of the film? Uh, I like that it's it's kind of it's kind of like the slasher genre, but not as dumb, basically. I like that most of the time they try i mean to make they, they do make dumb decisions don't get me wrong it's a slasher movie no, it's well not. but that at the same on... point that they, they are in a position where their decisions their options are limited that like well, they even say like this is gonna suck yeah. this is probably a bad decision Choose but this the is the only evils. decision left so so i guess the... and for the most part they try to keep their cool and be smart in the process but uh, i don't know i just i like the movie it stays tense throughout uh, the way it was handled from like directing standpoint, the the color paille, as Mike says, was Thank was, you. <laughs> was pretty great. The color paille. Uh, I love the idea of Captain Professor Picard as a bad guy. I thought that was fantastic. To add on top of that, I thought some of the um, gore, as I would say it, um, was pretty well done. This director um, handles yes. gore very he handles, well. His, His arms are about violence. Like the, he oh, yeah. uses them so. He uses that so effectively, and you're right. It was so well done in this I think movie. some movies wouldn't, like, him getting his arm cut up, it would have just been, like, 
it would just look terrible. But you could actually, it looked like his arm was dangling there. You could see the gashes in his arm. It actually looked real. And now's probably a good time to tell anybody listening that's considering watching this. Boop, this boop, is boop. a very, very, very brutal movie. If you're and we're not gonna a get into some gore, spoilers. If you're not a fan of of violence that so, you have to watch, then is this, do not watch this movie. Is this like along the lines of like what Bone, Bone Tomahawk? A movie that we reviewed on our show. No. <laughs> good, Mike. Thanks. Uh, in a in a way in. The way that it is set in a kind of, they seem like real people. It's it's a more grounded movie where the violence. I'm talking about just but, but the also, graphic. It's, it's yes, not the, as graphic it's not, as that because he rips the guy know, in some, half. Some, I mean, there's some stuff, man. Like yeah, it doesn't go to that extent, but it is belly. it is very graphic, yeah, and, and it's like that in the sense that it makes you watch it. It does not, it, it doesn't let you look away from it. Gross. I'm glad I didn't watch. You'd those. enjoy it. Uh, so. I did. I, I want to clarify before I say anything that I did like the movie. It just did not live up to the expectations that I had of it going in because I had never seen this movie before. And while there are some things that this movie does really well, I think there are more things that this movie does very poorly. Um, acting, on the for the most part, being one of those things and. Personally, I think that uh, I almost called him Picard. Good. Patrick Stewart no. was... Who the uh, heck is Patrick Stewart? <laughs> sounds like a nerd, Patrick, right? Patrick X was uh, <laughs> super... Un- Malcolm, Malcolm's brother. <laughs> he, he, they didn't give him really anything to do in the movie, and he's not... He's not a good villain. I That's wrong. He's How? not. He's not a good villain. In what way? Like he's not over the top. Oh, boogeyman! Ooh. No, because his just his part voice. Of, part of no, the creep when, is that he's when, so under control when they and unflinching. No, 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 no. When they started, when he first shows up, I was I bought it. I bought it a hundred percent. But as the movie progressed, I bought it less and less and less because he he removes himself from the movie. He doesn't do anything. He's just giving directions. That's not a good villain. He's like That's the, a good leader. He's got henchmen. Well, yeah, he's the leader, but he's not. He's not the villain. The of villain the movie. is. is he's he's the not. He's not presence the, of danger. He's not the one directly involved in anything. If he had actually like taken control, well, why does the movie need a villain like you're you're saying it should have been? Why can't the 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 threat of violence from him and his organization be? Quote the villain. Like why? But, why does it need to be Picard <laughs> running around with a machete? Look. You know what I mean? I it I don't I'm not saying that it has to be Patrick X running around <laughs> with a machete because this is not a slasher movie. It's not. I don't it's, I don't it, care if you say okay, it is. No, it's no, no. I'm saying it has parallels to to movies. Take the stranger, for example. People out of their element in one setting with danger surrounding them. It's it parallels that same thread, but does it better. Much better. Well, the key thing about a slasher movie is that it's like one killer stalking a group of people throughout the entire movie. That's not really what this movie's about. But neither the, was the, the strangers. Whole, the whole <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's, kind it's, of. It's just three people stalking okay. two people and whatever. Anyway, uh, what what this movie did was it it presented Patrick Stewart as the big bad and like he's you know the mastermind behind all of this and he's going to be the, the 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 threat right. And by the end of the movie. 
he's not doing anything. Except and that, directing I, the entire thing. But he doesn't need to be there. That's that's my point. Like Patrick Stewart being in the movie does because he, he does his not. intelligence. He's got a bunch of meatheads that just want to kill, and he has to be the one to intelligently stage this. Which doesn't make any sense at all, but we'll get to that at some point, I suppose. But right. my my point is, like Patrick Stewart is unnecessary for this movie, and that my to, and that's is unfortunate to me because he's such a good actor, and he, this was the opportunity to actually see him do like an a, like a legit horror, like to be scary, and he wasn't. I think the presence, the menacing presence, was all that was required to have that scary character element, and I I'm. Citing, I, I'm on with Aaron on this. He, I think he was necessary because without him, well, let's just, with him, there was that sense of, of, uh, they had no options. He took away every options. They were, they were so, he was in control so much that, and he knew what they were going to do. He knew where they were going to try and escape. He covered every every escape route they it's, were so it's that completely same feeling of helpless of, because of him with, with without him there that feeling of helplessness yeah, is not there exactly. and that's what makes the tension that's what makes the the horror that's what makes basically the tone of the movie is that they are so utterly helpless and without options and I, that's because of his character it's like what we talked about with it comes at night where it, you have this almost claustrophobic feeling because of these people you have the relative safety of this one room and everything outside of it can hurt and kill you. And it's like that, just that presence is, I don't, I think that's what, th- what Patrick I, well, Stewart. I think without him, you have a bunch of guys just running around. Right. Then it's a dumb to, horror movie about yeah, neo-Nazis. I think it's a, <laughs> a lot better with him. And I think his presence throughout the movie is needed. And his voice when he's talking them through the door, you don't even need to see his right. face. That it's menacing. And like I said, at that point but, in the movie, I was on board with it. But as the movie goes on, he he pulls himself out of the movie, and then that it loses all that tension. I I don't think he pulls. He's he's there. His presence is constant. Just because the focus is on the the kids and not and the neo Nazi side of it. I, I think he is ever present. I like, and I guess we we might just have to agree to disagree. But I think I think it is absolutely crucial. And and like I said, it's the calmness and the like all the chaos when Yelkin's arm gets cut off and they lose the gun and he snaps that guy's arm and everybody's freaking out. And Patrick Stewart's reaction on the outside of the door is, "It'll be over soon, gentlemen," and walks away. And it's it's that coolness about his character that calmness that, that really is that exudes the fact that he has absolutely yes. been in situations like this he is absolutely 100 percent in control and and like i'll go back to it it's that sense of helpless if it's if this is the neo-nazis who were who were scary who were terrifying who were a viable threat but were clearly shown to not be very smart they were just you know hyped up ready to go and he was in control he had a plan the plan was implemented they had no shot and that's what created this movie is that tension of, unlike most horror movies or most movies in general, really, the main people are going to get away. You absolutely know that. You never, well, I shouldn't say never. You rarely feel like they are truly threatened. In this movie, you don't know if they are going to escape, how they can escape. There, You feel that helplessness that they feel. But, you know, by the end of the movie, I didn't care. Because I didn't like any of these kids to begin with. 
because they weren't good act. They, none of the acting in this movie from their side was strong. Uh, Patrick Stewart was the only strong actor in this movie, and he he's barely in it. Anton Yelkin is always good and was very good in this movie. I didn't like him in this movie. Mm. I could do this. That's what he kept saying. Yeah, it I was can, amazing. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no, I think the acting. I don't want to say it was, it was great because it's simply because there was not much to do. There was not much depth to any of the characters, but the small characterization that was there, I thought was done well and they acted well enough to where I did root for them. I wanted them to escape again it, in this type of movie. I, I don't think the acting was, it wasn't necessary to steal the show. That's not what this movie's about, but they did their job well enough to make me invest in them, add on top of that the sense of helplessness, the 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 true sense of terror, and I did care about what happened to them. I did want them to escape. I guess agree to disagree there because I didn't I didn't like any of these kids. I didn't care what happened to them. I was just like the the farther away Patrick Stewart got from screen time, the less I cared because he was the only interesting character in this movie. I I, I guess I. Don't understand that. It, like these are these are people that, despite how you, uh, you may not like them, I suppose, uh, but they are shown to be good people, and the horrible stuff happening to good innocent people that it should be enough to make you root for them. It was enough for me, I, I should say. I don't that that was enough for me. These are good people stuck in. A situation that they have no control over. Well, and okay, so let's parallel. Let's but there's it... nothing. There's nothing really that establishes them as good people. Like okay, we... but what? What? Like, compare this to what we just watched last week in Friday the Thirteenth. A bunch of the worst actors that you literally cannot care about being killed by this ever-present evil. It's it's it parallels horror movies like that. But it adds depth to it. And I'll say, adding on that, I thought this was much better done than Friday the 13th. Well, and you I was can't actually compare excited. this movie to Friday the 13th. Okay, I'm comparing it to horror as a genre. It does what they do. It's not an exact carbon copy of the horror formula. But it is the horror formula done better. It's a, it's a well-made movie. Characters, in my opinion... <laughs> A lot better acting than what you normally get in some awful That you actually movies. care about. And a, a, a killer that has more depth than just being the killer. You know, I mean, there's there's thought behind what's happening. There's reasons for what's happening. And I am not debating any of that. What I'm saying is, is that what what about these kids makes them likable people? They, they don't do like they don't do anything. They're a bunch of musicians that go play a show at a Nazi bar and oops, they witness a murder, and now they're going to die. Like that, There's nothing there that makes them interesting or likable. That's, that's the horror genre, Matt. Come on. <laughs> well, and I, if you recall, when we did The Strangers two years ago, or however long ago that was, I said in that episode that it's not, I'm rooting for you know interesting kills, and this movie didn't really have interesting kills. Like they, It had gore, and the violence was done well, but it wasn't interesting. Mm. I, I guess I just feel like it's a horror movie. Like you take it is a take the movie. take the genre and make it good. Is what I feel like it did. Yeah, I, I think what? we're at an impasse here. Uh, we're, I mean, I'm just curious why are like interesting kills something you look for. 
Well, that's the slasher uh, genre. They have nothing else to rely on to mo- be a yeah, good movie. Mostly, in specifically in the slasher sh- subgenre of horror, they don't have the strongest actors. So really what you're there for is to watch these people die. And normally they do it, in, especially, you know, post the first Friday the 13th and then in all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, they do it in fun, creative ways. And this movie didn't. I mean, I, I, I applaud this movie for grounding itself in reality. Yes. But it, it just, it wasn't an interesting movie to me to watch. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think the kills, I thought that part of that was what made this movie as good at it as it is. If they, if they go out of their way to set up these, as you say, interesting kills, these over the top kills, these, I, I think that takes away from it. This, this is a movie about real people and a real threat grounded in reality and, and right. it's, it's threats, it's, I mean, what do you, what do you, what, a guy, they get their throats ripped out by dogs. They get heads blown halfway off with shotguns. We get arms chopped to pieces where the the hand is hanging. Off. Like, I don't yeah. know what do you what I do th- you want? I think for me it was mostly it was better because these things were unexpected. Like when he's going to the bar to get the shotgun, he's looking for it, and then all of a sudden his head gets blown off. You're like, what the hell? And then when he gets his arm cut off, it's all unexpected. And I think that's what plays up to this being a better movie. I don't need it to be some like stupid off the wall killing. And I'm I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. Like like I said, this is a movie that is grounded in reality and it approaches itself in a very realistic way and it does it very well. But it it does it with both antagonists and protagonists that aren't interesting. The, like I said, the only interesting character in this movie is uh Patrick Stewart. And he he slowly, you know, pulls himself farther and farther away from the movie. And it, it just, I got bored. Well, I guess yeah, probably I, just move on. Yeah, well, I mean, we are where we are on that. You, listeners, watch this, please, and, and let us know what you think. Let us know, uh, not who was right or wrong. I mean, who yeah, cares? We, but we just will, what you think. We'll let post this on Facebook. We'll share it. Get the on Facebook. there the, on the Facebook Comment and let us know your thoughts on this because apparently it's a decisive issue. So, is there some... so now let's get into. Uh, I said decisive. I meant yep. divisive. No, we know. I mean, it is decidedly the uh, Matt's wrong. Decidedly, a hundred percent. What do you want to move on to? Let's get into now their scheme, which I think Matt also had issues with. It sounded like so the neo Nazis' yes, plan. The, their their plan to make basically to clean up this mess. Uh, which essentially was make the kills only cuts, like cuts like knives, slashes, gashes, and then to make it seem like they trespassed on their property and were killed by the dogs. If if is that accurate? Yeah. So well, and then go backward. The police were called because of a stabbing because before the neo Nazis got their phones, they got a call out. They tried to cover up that portion of it. By creating this other minor stabbing and sending. which was a good plan, that was it that was, was perfect. But even Patrick Stewart said, "Like we, this all could have been avoided if you just let the cops come and take this guy away." Because uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but the actor Macon Blair, he was like, "I was just trying to control this. I I was he's a brother. We was trying to protect him. And he's like, yeah, and we would have visited him in jail. So it, all of it could have been avoided. Just 
we wouldn't have to worry about a cover-up and yada, yada, yada. And that's why initially Patrick Stewart's character was upset, but then he went into his own cover-up mode because he had no choice. So then the cover-up was they're going to stage like they were siphoning gas on and trespass, trespassing on private property and got mauled by these dogs. And I guess that's the, uh, I don't, you had an issue with that, Matt? It, it just wasn't believable to me. Once they got to that stage of it, it just didn't, it didn't make sense because like the, the cops were already gone and they're not going to come back and look for these kids. So why does it matter like how you kill them? Like they're, if they're going to die, they're going to die and just dispose of the bodies. Like it, it, it could have well, been because every, they, everything leads to those kids last being at that place. Right. That, and at, I believe if I remember correctly, they had conversations about that. They didn't know who knew mm-hmm. those kids were there. They didn't know who would look for those kids. We know that most likely nobody would. And they didn't know they if anybody know expected that. them to be any certain places after that. Or, you know, I mean, it's... And they couldn't just let them go missing when every everything led to those kids being Right. I, I do understand your place. point, Matt. Absolutely. We know, the, the audience, we know that... Yes, they could have been killed and, and hidden anywhere, and, and most likely nobody would have cared. But they don't know that. Right, but even if the whole thing is like they were trying to stage it as they were trespassing, right? So if they were trespassing, why does it matter if they were killed by dogs or not? Like, they, they still have a... Well, what? You, they were trespassing, what? you just opened fire on five kids? Depending, <laughs> like, depending, on, on. depending on what state they're in, yes. Uh, they're in and, Portland, and that wouldn't fly anywhere. And most likely, the <laughs> weapons used are not right. registered or illegal, on, and they don't want anybody looking Matt. into them. Yeah. Look, my whole point is that they it it seemed like a super overcomplicated plan. That they, it seemed like the least it, complicated it, way to cover it. It not to me, but again, and this this whole I think this whole discussion is just going to be us going. Okay, we disagree, but. <laughs> To me, it, it felt like like they overcomplicated everything to extend the runtime of the movie, and that's just what it felt like to me. It felt like to me a plan that was I mean, it was all a muck up to begin with, but it was a well thought out plan to attempt to cover themselves that didn't go as well as they planned because these kids fought back, but did actually for the most part. It would have worked. Exceptions worked. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the kills they did get would have fit that narrative. But the thing is, and Patrick Stewart even said it himself in the movie: like, if you shoot them, you're going to have to pick out the bullets yourself, right? So why not just kill the kids, pick out the bullets, and then have the dogs maul their bodies so they don't even know that they were shot? Like, it, oh, don't even. It's it, you're. No, it would have it would have a saved them a lot of time. That dog bite looks an awful lot like <laughs> a gunshot. No, I, I, like it was the, a dog the shooting bite. was last resort. But what I'm for saying the is the last few kids. What I'm saying is, if they would have made it the first resort and then taken the time to just you know dig the bullets out and then mutilate them to make it look like a dog attacked them, no. then they could have saved themselves no. a Dude, bunch of time. Dogs don't have fangs that can punch through bodies. Dogs also don't have fangs that can yeah. sever an arm. I didn't they see have the movie. teeth that could eat. Yeah, the it arm. was multiple gashes in the arm, and uh, like 
I mean, I, I the dude's hand was hanging by a thread. Yeah, which would a happen. Rottweiler could rip yeah, your arm absolutely. off, Matt. <laughs> One thousand percent. If they, if, I don't know. I, I didn't see the movie, and this all sounds hokey. Listen, look at my wrist. That's six inches around. A dog could tear my hand off. Easy, no question about it. They're trained fighting dogs. Yeah, yeah, very easy. That's not a question at all. Uh, we're getting to that point of the I don't, show. I don't think that dogs have the bite strength to go through a, a human arm. We're, I think you're wrong because it's not like one bite, it's done. It's I've multiple gashes. It's mauling. I've never been mauled by a dog, so I don't know. Well, I mean, just common sense all right, says uh, you're Very wrong. quickly, we're, we're running out of time, but despite the differences in, in acting and story and whatever, I don't know that it can be argued that, I, in my opinion... It was a very well-made movie. The lighting, the camera work, the the staging of the shots. I think that is kind of what elevates it past the, the rest of the horror genre. And this director is is very, very good. One of the better directors working now. I mean, uh, you look at this. Before this was Blue Ruin, which is a fantastic movie that all of it's it's a revenge movie centered around violence and and the consequences of violence and as well as he does violence that movie worked following this he did uh, hold the dark which i talked about last week that's on netflix same thing it's exploring violence and the violence in human nature this director has a way of working with violence and not only that he has a way of making his movies absolutely gorgeous and the uh, from from every aspect the 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 lighting the sound the the cinematography setting up the shots and, everything and, and great cuts like these guys these guys are just a punk rock band which by the way i hate so but they <laughs> there's this one scene like they cut from these guys it's just loud messed up punk rock music and then it's a cut scene of slow-mo to classical music and it's it's it doesn't seem like it should work but i love that shot I will agree with you guys on all of that. This movie, like from from the filmmaking side of things, this movie's fantastic. There's not, to me, I don't think there was a bad shot in this movie. As as Mike would say, the color paille was very good. <laughs> it's French for palette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, from from the movie making side of things, yeah, this was a great movie. It is nearly flawless from the movie making side of things. It's just on the other side of the it story. is where I take issue. This is my first time seeing this director, so um, I'm going to have to check out some other movies he's done, even though you guys have suggested them in the past. I just haven't had the time to watch Blue them. Blue Ruin was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. I know Hold the Dark, definitely. But I'll have Netflix to check movie. them out, because this movie was done very well. Yeah, I would recommend to any listeners, watch this, but also watch watch his other movies. He is He's one of the directors that... that He's on my list to watch. If he makes a movie, I will watch it. Cause, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we let's get to uh, rating. You want to rate it? Yeah. All right. Mine's a green. Oh, oh, saw that coming. I didn't. I didn't. I thought he'd go outside the box. Nope. Is it green the third, right? This is the third yeah. movie you've given green. <laughs> oh, I did green, green again. Aaron, you want to go first or last? Uh, well, for, before we forget, uh, Brent texted his score. He wasn't able to make it, but he texted his score. I believe he said mm. he gives an eight. Yes. So we'll start with that just before we get into it. But in my thoughts, I don't have an issue with the acting and the story and, and all that. I don't know. Apparently, some people might. But I, I think 
in my opinion, it was one of the best of that year, and it's still one of my favorite in this genre, just because, like I said, it seems like it takes a lot of the stupidity that you would expect out of the genre, and it's a, a extremely well-made film. So I give it an 8.25. All right, Steve. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's been on my to-watch list um, probably since 2015 when Aaron saw it and said it was really good. Um, and I'm glad he picked it this week because I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I think with the horror genre, um, sometimes we give acting a pass in yeah. the horror genre. I don't. I get it. And I think that's what makes most horror movies bad is because the stupidity that is in it. But I don't. I don't think this movie has any of that stupidity with any of the killings. And I thought they were really well done. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Nice, just above average. Uh, <laughs> Matt, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. I mean, so it. This is the same. This movie came out the same year as The Witch, mm-hmm. as Krampus. Okay, The uh, Witch was in my top five. <laughs> you can go straight to heck with as your Krampus. The Devil's Candy, uh, and The Invitation also came out in 2015. And to me, the don't forget the devil's lettuce. This is I've seen all of those. I would put this above. All. I wouldn't no, put not, this. Maybe not the. Well, yeah, I would I, put it above the witch. I wouldn't put this above any of those movies. And, but it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It it's not. But I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as you you guys did. But I would still give it a six and a half because it's, you know, from from the technical side of things, this is a very well made movie. Uh, I just didn't care much for the characters or the overall plot so, of the movie. What's what's your enjoyment rating on this? Your official score is a six and a half. I also want to point out that's 1.5 points higher than the terrible Friday the 13th movie. That's because this is a better movie than Friday the 13th. I'm not arguing yeah, that. It's like twice as good at least. So 10, right? No. No. Oh. Because it's not twice as good. <laughs> 9.5? But, uh, from an enjoyment Purpose, uh, perspective, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a like a five because it's it's oh. for, from from entertainment. It's just average to me. But but all the the technical stuff puts it above average because this is a well made movie. It's just not one that I'll probably watch again. Okay, okay, Shane. Yeah, I I, I don't really agree with Matt and on any aspect. Uh, it, it's this is easily. Better than all of the movies he listed. Yeah, we've established uh, well in the past episodes that he's stupid and wrong. So uh, I, I <laughs> the the acting, and we've also established that actors, you're not going to get deep characters in any any horror movie, any, true. unless it relies on the characters like The Witch or Hereditary, or something like that. That's a different type of horror. And yeah what well, point is anyways any i'm not going to go into all of that the the point is that it it's very well acted it unlike most horror movies it has a a sense of tension a sense of like steve mentioned earlier in the episode uh there are many things that happen that are unexpected you can't see things coming in this you you this doesn't most horror movies it, it's very obvious what's going to happen when it's going to happen this is not like that the it's very well made from a filmmaking standpoint. The violence is is very well done. Everything is done very very well. Um, I'm going to go eight point two five. All right, uh, and that is our segment rating the movies. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> so, no one's right, no one's wrong. Seven point true. Seven. They're all valid opinions. I do agree with that sounder, man. <laughs> Thank you. I think we might do that after every time we rate a film. Uh, 7.7 7 for The Green Room. Which is not a score I can sneeze at, by the way. That that I didn't know you could sneeze at. Achoo! It is, an, it, it is an appropriate score for the movie. Um, This... Or dogma. Oh, good this. lord! This. I mean, you already know how much out I love of Kevin Smith movies. So, yeah, Kevin Smith is trash. This movie, I would watch it a hundred times to one against Dogma. This or it comes at night. It comes at night. This. I haven't seen it comes at night yet, so I'd probably watch that. Both. I think they're You're an idiot. two <laughs> very similar movies. This or the thing. The thing. I have yeah, to agree. Easily. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. This or the cabin in the woods. Cabin this, in the woods. This. This. Uh, like four times. Four. Times. <laughs> but the other ninety-six out of a hundred. This or it follows. <laughs> it follows. This. I haven't seen it follow. So. Yeah, those are so two vastly different types of horrors. Uh. I, I I won't even pick one. They're, they're both prime oh examples. Oh my god! Of their Do you types. not know how this game works? Yeah. He said this or that. That means it you have to pick one. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Uh, so thank you for listening. Everybody. This has been an episode of nothing but reviews and more. We reviewed the green room. Hopefully you were listening throughout the episode <laughs> to know that that just happened. Uh, we are doing an entire month of horror movies on our show. You can go to our website nothingbutrealreviews.com and request a movie right on our homepage. Uh, we have a few more left, uh, so get them in as soon as possible. Uh, we have a giant list that we're trying to get through right now, which is awesome. We have tons to pick from, so we really appreciate that. Uh, check us out on Thursday for a review of Demon, which was a listener request. Uh, and Chainspick? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything else you guys want to say in the show? Uh, yeah. I'll tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir! You're a... Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.